Hello, welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis and I'm the host. Oscar Mike Radio is about military and veterans stories, history, happenings, and, and inspiring uh, things going on. And I'm joined today as part of uh, the Freedom Tour uh, series. I'm joined by Pastor Bob Waldrop, Pastor. I know I'm not supposed to say that. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, thank you, Travis. It's great to, to be with you. Uh, appreciate all you do. I know that you've got a, a great heart for our veteran community, our warriors, uh, and do a lot for them. So what, what a thrill for me to be with you today. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you know, I want to start off with something. You know, I grew up in church. But I have to say, you're one of the first ministers I've met who makes veterans a priority. Not that not that ministers don't minister to the flock as a whole or certain groups within you know God's kingdom, but veterans seems to be something that you are really authentically passionate about. And I was kind of curious for all of us if you kind of start off there about how you got into that. Okay. Well, yeah, it's. Uh... And I'm, I may have fallen into that category of not really uh, reaching out to veterans at one time, uh, but uh, I actually uh, started an organization called Crosswinds Foundation, uh, which is actually intended to have more of a cultural impact, get into the culture and kind of address some of the issues that are going on out there, things that uh, churchgoers and non-churchgoers uh, get involved with. And uh, hopefully try to create conversation where we can all come together and have civil conversation, I might say, uh, as opposed to so much of what's belligerent that happens uh, oftentimes. Uh, and as part of that, um, I created a film division, uh, really just to utilize the, uh, the film and, and how you can reach people so much better. Uh, being a dad and uh, having kids who were teenagers at the time, I understood that they're much more likely to watch a video than to read a book, uh, you know. <laughs> so uh, we started uh, looking at film projects, and I had a buddy of mine who had served uh, two tours of duty. He had actually worked with me at another organization. Uh, he'd served in Iraq and Afghanistan as a military chaplain. And so I asked him when he uh, got back from one of those deployments, I said, you know, what was it like over there? And uh, he said, well, the first time I heard thunder, a thunderstorm after I got home, I thought I was under mortar fire. And I thought, well, that's a kind of strange because I didn't ask him what it was like here. I asked him what it was like over there. But the more I reflected on that, I realized he was really telling me how over there is also over here. Uh, yeah. You know, you, uh, I haven't been deployed. I haven't served. But when you listen to, uh, you know, veterans uh, share their stories, that's often the case that, uh, at least a part of that war uh, came back with them uh, to where they are. So based on that, we uh, developed a film about uh, PTSD. And I always tell people um, that my motives were more um, about producing income out of it to make other films uh, that I was much more interested in than it was to, you know, actually create some kind of uh, organization that reached out to vets. So I would fall into that category you were talking about, Travis, of, you know, it's uh, a lot of times the church doesn't reach out or, or Christian pastors and ministers don't reach out. What happened is we began to make that film to make a short story uh, or a long story rather short is that, um, you know, I, I began to hear the stories of the veterans who were appearing in the film and it was so touching to hear their stories and to see how devastating uh, 
some of those stories were what they'd gone through, uh, that I felt like people needed to hear those stories, that hearing those stories could bring healing uh, to other vets. And so we decided to give that film away free. And I do love to tell the story that when I told my director that uh, it took him a while to get his jaw back up off the floor, that we were, no longer, hear. <laughs> we were no longer selling this film for 1995, but giving it away free uh, to our veteran community and their families. Uh, and so, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't really believe in coincidence. I believe that uh, what we often call coincidence is a God thing. And I think this was a God thing that, you know, God was like, uh, Bob, I know you don't think you're going to be doing uh, veteran uh, outreach, but you will be. I'm going to get you there. And so we then did a follow-up film to that, also gave it away free. And the longer I spent uh, involved in the veteran community and listening to their stories and, uh, you know, interfacing with them, the more committed I became to, hey, we need to help these uh, guys and gals. Uh, you know, uh, there's some things that we can probably do to, to help out. And so now that, that's, that's really how I got involved in it. And this, uh, and I can't get away from it. In fact, I mean, you know, uh, it, I don't want to get away from it, but uh, it's gotten to the point now that it's really just kind of all consuming. So last month I took your, your course, the, the, the hope for warrior uh, course book. Yeah. And I, and I thought that class was really interesting because in my view, it's almost good for anybody who hasn't served to understand certain things that, you know, a veteran first responder or law enforcement officer is dealing with when they have PTS or PTSD situations, the whole concept of moral injury came up. And I was curious if you'd kind of, you know, tell us what, what is moral injury? Because that was the first time I really heard it explained, but it kind of filled a lot of gaps in, 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 in things I was trying to figure out with PTSD. Yeah, well, I appreciate you asking that question. That's an that's a important thing, I think, to understand. Um, there was a time when PTSD, uh, or often referred to as PTS, uh, didn't get hardly any attention. Uh, it's been with us throughout war. Uh, we knew that there was some trauma associated with war, mental, emotional trauma, uh, from even going back into biblical times. But it wasn't until after Vietnam that it really began to get a little bit of attention here and uh, you know, folks began to focus on that and that, you know, we need, there's some, maybe there's something we can do treatment. And so that began to become addressed and it, it still was, wasn't given all the publicity it needed, but it, it was getting more and more. So that was part of the reason for doing our film is we actually wanted to educate the general public about uh, post-traumatic stress. Uh, it was only after we began filming that we realized there was another component to this of actually being able to help. Um, veterans and those who were experiencing as well. And so, you know, we put that together. But in the process of researching that film, I came across something that was referred to in a few places called moral injury. And like you, Travis, I'd never really heard of that uh, before. And there were very few, um, we might call clinicians or quote experts who were actually working on this, just a very small. But what they had noticed is there was something that was going on with those who had been in combat uh, or served in the military, that really wasn't PTSD. Uh, PTSD really evokes a, a fight or flight response. Uh, you know, it's something you recall that 
either causes you to bow up and get into fight or to run from it. You may have heard illustrations such as uh, fireworks go off and, uh, you know, the veteran drops and rolls. He's responding to that, uh, thinking he's back in combat. Or my friend who said he thought he was under mortar fire because of the sound. That was a familiar sound. Uh, but moral injury is more about shame and guilt. Uh, it's about, uh, a, and not necessarily that a warrior should feel shame or guilt, but they do, uh, whether it's real, imagined, should be or shouldn't be, but it's reflecting on something you experienced uh, in the military, something you experienced in combat that you have guilt over, uh, that you feel shame about. Um, you know, in our film, we, we share the story of one uh, individual who was a Marine sniper and he had actually uh, killed, a Viet, this is in Vietnam, he'd killed a Viet Cong officer, he said, and um, he noticed where the body dropped and he went uh, and he searched the body for souvenirs, uh, which is quite common uh, right. in warfare. And as he was going through the pockets, he pulled out a, a wallet and inside that wallet was a picture of a woman and two children. And it suddenly hit him that here was a, a, a wife and two sons who would never see their father again because he had just shot that man. And he was just overcome with, uh, you know, guilt about that. What if that had been his wife or, or his kids? Uh, Travis, when I interviewed him for that story, uh, and he shared that story with me, it was 40 years after that event had occurred. And after we finished filming, as the film crew was breaking everything down, he and I were standing over on the sideline talking. And he said, you know, I've never shared that story in 40 years. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, you know, that's the pain that he was carrying. Uh, and of course I told him, I said, you know what, you need, to, you need to share that with some other vets and hear their stories as well. So it's that carrying that shame and guilt. And so the more I researched this and the more, and you know, we began to interview folks and, we put our film together, I've come to the conclusion, I think more of the uh, suicides that we hear, a staggering number of suicides among the veteran community are probably related more to moral injury than PTSD. Uh, it's just not being able to let go of that event or those events, that guilt, uh, that shame. And so what the clinicians have come up with and the solution to that is forgiveness. Yeah. And they're not, they're not approaching it necessarily from a religious context, just really whether you're, you know, religious, non-religious, <laughs> you know, um, uh, if you're a Christian, Muslim, Jewish, all of them that same thing. It's, it's a matter that you need to get forgiveness from someone you believe has the authority to forgive. Yeah, I think that was stated really well in the coursework. I, I didn't get a overly religious tone or a judgmental tone from the course coursework as I was going through it. So I, I definitely uh, see where that would be a powerful way to, to get healing. So you're doing all this. Um, the next you know, component of this and why we're here is the Freedom Tour launch April 30th at the Bold Patriot. But one component of that is Chris Turner and Chris Turner Music. Right. Now, I've, I've talked to Chris several times on Oscar Mike Radio and personally, and, you know, we talked last week in, in a private meeting with ourselves, but, you know, how, how did Chris figure into this? Because his story was, was one of using this to, to, to get healing for other veterans. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it, that's really interesting. I want to go back to your original question or, or statement when you said a lot of churches don't reach out to vets uh, to bring this full circle because that, that is absolutely true. And uh, one time uh, uh, some church leaders of a, a very large church in my city asked me to come show our film and talk to them about, uh, you know, how to reach out to vets. And so once the film was over, they loved it. And they said, well, how do we find veterans? You know, and I always say it's like, you know, like veterans or aliens or from another planet or something, you know, we believe they're here. We just can't see them. But actually, you know, vets aren't that hard to find. But for many people, they just don't recognize that. Uh, so the way you find vets is through vets. And that's how Chris and I got connected. In fact, but it's a wonderful community. And, and although I'm not part of it for having served, uh, I have the fortune of getting to kind of rummage around in that community because of connections that I have through the films and the, the books that we've uh, developed. Uh, so one of the veterans that was in one of our films uh, actually connected me with Chris. He just, uh, he had heard Chris had a real interest in reaching vets and was looking for a vehicle or a way to do that. And uh, Chris had become familiar with our films. And so he wanted to get together and talk about maybe using our films somehow and presenting concerts. So anyway, uh, I went up to Nashville and we sat down and had lunch one day and talked a little bit and uh, really hit it off as kindred spirits. Um, and uh, just two or three are gathered. We're just began to see that relationship uh, develop. And we were already doing a little small kind of a concert series. We do a couple of times a year called Songs of Hope. Uh, where we, you know, just do a, a show for veterans about veterans and kind of, and then the general public to understand a little bit about what they're going through. And I've had Chris play in that show a couple of times as a result of that. And uh, just took off from there. And I've always told Chris, I got to figure out a way to connect with you and get you involved in what we're doing. And uh, we, I think we're managing to pull that off now through the freedom tour. So speaking of the freedom tour now, um, you know, it's, it, it, it launches, it's, it's in flight, but it officially gets off the rail, as we say in Hawk, April 30th at the Bold Patriot. What is going to be the Freedom Tour? When, when people hear that, what should they start associating that with? Because it's not just a simple concert or a simple event. It's a layered, multifaceted approach to, you know, PTSD yeah. uh, support and treatment. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, you picked up on something uh, that's kind of interesting to me because this is quite common uh, that when you were going through the training, you, you know, you kind of could see that it wasn't somebody who's not even a vet could get something out of it. Uh, and that's what we would hear from our films. We would hear people, you know, that would come up to us and say, well, I've never served, but I think I have PTSD, you know, or I, I think I have moral injury. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a need for this, and we're geared specifically toward veterans, but we think others can be helped through it as well, if, uh, you know, if they are so inclined. But we're specifically uh, gearing the Freedom Tour toward veterans. And the idea is that we'll promote and put on a free concert uh, by Chris Turner uh, and an opening act uh, at a VFW post, American Legion, some service organization that's affiliated with the veterans and, and provides a benefit uh, to the to veterans. And so we'll come to a concert and at that free concert, we want a couple of things to happen. Uh, we want to provide the, the service organization, such as a VFW, uh, the ability to hopefully 
expose what they're doing to more people in the community. So they invite people onto their grounds uh, for a free concert and they get to meet those folks and they get to promote themselves. And hopefully uh, some of the younger veterans will get involved in what the VFWs and American Legions and others are doing because uh, you know, Travis, you probably found this out to be true yourself. In many of our service organizations, it's a it's an older population now. So yeah. a lot of them are the, you know, the the Vietnam guys, uh, the some of the Korean guys that are involved. So bringing that younger community in. But the other thing is, uh, after we developed the films, we kept getting calls from all literally all over the country. Well, what can I do now that I've seen the films? How can I get help? And since we couldn't vet all of these organizations all over the country, uh, we finally felt like we were being uh, led to develop a curriculum that could be distributed throughout the country and that people could do on their own. You know, you as a vet could get our material and you could start a group yourself. You could get seven or eight buddies together and y'all could go through the material together because the idea is to develop communication, share your stories and let healing begin and to really have a mission to each other, to still have one another six, um, even though you're not necessarily in the service. So we developed this Warrior Hope curriculum that you're referring to that you went through, and we call a meeting of warriors to take go through this a center of hope. And hope is an acronym that stands for healing and opportunity, um, dealing with the past and being empowered for the future, for a, a new mission that you're on. So these centers of hope. Uh, so what we'll do is through the freedom tour, we'll take a few minutes at every tour in an intermission, and we'll come out and share a little bit about a center of hope and that the VFW we're at is going to be a center of hope. And they're going to have guys and gals trained, ready to lead a group if you want to be part of it and launch these centers of hope so that they can reach vets and bring healing uh, that they need, whether they're struggling with PTSD or moral injury, it's a safe zone that they can come in and share their stories and be encouraged to get whatever further help they need to get. Well, that's, that's you know, at the core, how healing happens. And it, it, it's the veteran taking that ownership of her healing and being able to do it in, in a structured but non-judgmental way that I think is needed now more than ever. And I think the other thing that I would say to people out of your course is there's an action component. Um, the course, you know, puts emphasis on me, the veteran, or me, the person taking the course of taking action where and when applicable. And I'm just kind of curious if you would um, speak to that a little bit. Yeah, the whole, the idea is not to create something more for me to do or my team to do. <laughs> Uh, the idea is to literally hand this over to the veteran community, uh, to hand this over to a local group of guys and gals at the VFW in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, or Birmingham, Alabama, where I'm at, you know, or wherever you are. Uh, and then to take that on as your mission, uh, because really, I think the solution to the 22 days of veteran or 22 days a day uh, suicide rate by vet the veterans, uh, the solution to that is really going to be found within the veteran community. It's going to be taking the first step to share with a battle buddy, uh, just like you would on the battlefield. Here's the need. I, I need you on my right. I need you on my left. I need you here for me, and I'm going to be here for you. 
but our culture and our society, particularly in the military, uh, kind of trains you not to admit your weaknesses. You know, man up. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's part of the very basic training that we hear. It's like one guy told me, he said, hey, you know, if you're in the middle of, of combat, you scratch your hand or something, you can't say, oops, I got a boo-boo, I'm going to sit down, you know, and rest. You got you to gotta keep going. But that carries over to mental trauma. You know, you got to deal with the physical pain, the mental pain, the emotional pain, the spiritual pain. So probably that veteran community more than any other is taught to stuff that down and not to deal with it. So veterans uh, taking on that mission with each other helps to open that up. And that's why I say I believe that storytelling is the beginning of healing. If You know, there's a, there, there's a sense of... Um, kind of a me too kind of when I hear somebody's story and they tell a trauma that they're experiencing that I'm also experiencing it's it's freed because I realize well it's not just me it's others as well not, not to be not to be not to be glibe sir but are you saying that misery does love company <laughs> I don't know if it loves it but it sure finds it <laughs> you know uh but uh, I think misery is helped by company. Uh, really, that's what, what we're saying. And, uh, you know, it's again, we, we tend to think I'm the only one going through something. And that even that exacerbates the problem. Right. Because then we begin to think, well, what's wrong with me? You know, Travis is working through it. You know, Travis isn't dealing with this. And so suddenly when Travis admits he's struggling with that, you have this free moment of, oh, gosh. I thought Travis had it all together. Then, you know, uh, I'll never forget one. Um, again, it was another Marine that we interviewed. And during the course of interviewing him, and, and he had been, you know, raised as a staunch Catholic. And he was a Vietnam vet. And during the course of his interview, um, he said, uh, you know, I haven't been to church in 40 years. He said, I would like to go to church but I'm not worthy because of the things that he had done in service. And I thought, what a tremendous weight uh, to carry, uh, you know, whether it's church or anything else, just something that you feel like you can't go to because you're not worthy uh, to be there. That's a tremendous amount of pain and guilt uh, to carry. So after the interview, he and I were sitting around talking, I said, let me ask you a question. If, if one of your, battle buddies came to you um you'd invite them over to dinner and they came over and uh knocked on your door and they said i just came to tell you i can't i can't come in and you said why not and they said i'm not worthy i'm just not worthy to be with you um, and then they told you the story of what they did um could you forgive them for that and he said well sure i'd forgive them I said, if you can forgive your brother, how much more can God forgive you yeah. Uh, yeah. for what you've done? Uh, you know, uh, forgiveness is something that is within all of us. We're able to forgive or should be. And so that's where that healing comes in. And so it, it's uh, the, that's why I said the solution of moral injury is forgiveness. And that forgiveness just needs to come from somebody you believe has the moral authority to forgive you. It could be God, but it could also be your high school football coach. You know, could be, uh, I respect Coach uh, Jones so much that if he told me it was okay, it'd be okay. Uh, you know, you'll often hear vets say, oh, Sergeant so-and-so. 
you know, how, how would he feel if he knew I did this? Well, if Sergeant so-and-so said, don't worry about it, son, you're okay, he would feel relief and forgiveness from that. Uh, so it, it begins with talking, uh, Travis, and that conversation is not going to uh, start with veterans and non-veterans. Um, and you, I'm sure you know this to be true. Veterans are uh, very careful and close guarded about who they share their stories with. Uh, my dad was a World War II vet and he never would talk about the war with any of us kids. Uh, most of the stories I know about him, I overheard him talking to my uncle who was, was part of Patton's uh, group. Wow. And they would share war stories. And, uh, but that's, the, you know, they just didn't talk. Don't bring it into the family. Don't uh, burden your family with these stories. Well, speaking of stories, one's being written April 30th as you all launch, uh, and you, you, the Freedom Tour will launch, and you go out into VFWs in, the, in Tennessee, and you have support of you know, you know, the incoming president, um, Brian Walker, and other VFWs, you know, Andrew Farr, and other people that Stephen Cochran, who's supporting what you're doing. As we, as we close this down, what does it mean to you to see that support from the VFW, from people who believe in what you and Chris and the people are trying to do? Oh, it's, it's an incredible uh, uh, feeling for us, uh, you know, and don't leave yourself out either, Travis, to have, uh, you know, someone like you that's interested in this. Uh, because what it says to me is that, look, I've been working on this. Uh, I, uh, my buddy that I told you was a military chaplain. I started Crosswinds in 2008, uh, and he kind of launched a, a, a group to reach out to veterans uh, just on a small level at that time. So I've been in this since 2008 to some degree. Um, and to see the veteran community rise up and, and embrace it and take joy is seeing the veteran community say, we need to rise up, get on mission, and reach out to our other vets and take care of them because the general public may not do it, yeah. but we will. Absolutely. They're our brothers in arm. We're here. We'll do it. So it's, it is a tremendous source of satisfaction, joy, excitement. And the greatest thing that could happen to me would be to, to hand this off to guys like you and y'all just take it and run with it. And I can just be here to say, boy, Travis, man, you guys get it. Get out there and get it done. I'm with you. Well, we're going to meet, uh, you know, in April. Uh, I, I've taken the course. I, I've met Chris. I've heard his story. And I think there's a really great story being written right now with this work being done. Um, folks, you can go to Crosswinds. Uh, cross, is it crosswinds.org? Uh, crosswindsfoundation.org crosswindsfoundation.org yep. to learn more i'll have that link in the show post you know pastor bob i want to thank you for all your time and work on this we've talked in the past and and we talked last week and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person sir thank you very much travis what a, uh, travis what a joy to be with you and look if you're in the neighborhood of nashville april 30th come out it's going to be a great show no doubt about it and i'm looking forward to seeing you there travis Absolutely. Uh, the bull picture is going to be the place to be April 30th. And we, we thank you in advance for your support. Well, that is it, folks. Uh, there's more on the way. And as we say at Oscar Mike Rita, we are mission in flight. Thank you.